Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very talented man. Uh, he's Oscar and Emmy nominated producer. Uh, Reginald Hudlin is our very special guest. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, he has put together just a wonderful uh, career. His latest is a new docu-series, Fat Tuesdays, and it's on Prime. And, I, you know, I've, I've mistakenly called it Amazon Prime. It used to be Amazon Prime. Now, now they're just Prime. But this is a must check out. This is uh, something everyone has to, uh, has to see from a very talented man. Reginald, how are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, listen, thrilled to have you. And uh, if you can, give us, a, give us a rundown. Don't spoil it, obviously. We want everyone to watch, and, and nobody wants to be spoiled. But uh, give us a little rundown uh, and an overview of Fat Tuesdays. Sure. Well, you know, in the 90s, you know, this young guy, Guy Torrey, comes from uh, St. Louis to Los Angeles to follow in the, in the footstep of his big brother, Joe Torrey, and have a comedy career. And he goes, you know what, there needs to be a venue where black comedians can be seen. And there really wasn't a place on Sunset Strip, which is where all the managers and agents and bookers are. So he goes to the Comedy Store, which is the biggest comedy club in L.A. This is where David Letterman got his start and Roseanne Barr got his start and says, hey, guys, let's do a black comedy night here. And they go, okay, you can have Tuesday." And he's like, Tuesday? Tuesday is the worst night of the week. No one goes to see comedy on a Tuesday night. And they're like, do you want it or not? So this guy, with no experience, no nothing, turns it into the hottest night in L.A. And he launches every comedy superstar that you know today. They got their shot on that Fat Tuesday stage. And, um, you know, which attracts the Lakers. It attracts Prince. It attracts Tupac. It attracts the most beautiful men and women you could imagine and becomes hot, 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 and funny, funny, funny. Uh, listen, I, this is the kind of story that I love and I think a lot of, uh, a, a lot of people do. And it's a story, th this is a story I kind of look for. You know, it's an underdog uh, type situation. It's uh, making something out of, out of nothing. Well, I mean, obviously, there's a, you know, to get a night at a, uh, at a spot there is, is something. That's not nothing. But still, this is, uh, this is a story I think uh, that people could, uh, could embrace. What made you embrace it, and how early did you catch on to this story? Well, you know... This launch, I mean, you know, that was my era, too. That was me getting my start, you know, making movies the same way Guy was getting his start uh, doing comedy. You know, we, I'm from East St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. So, and we're all watching each other, you know, get on, explode. So when Guy said, hey, Reggie, I want to do a documentary about that era. And I'm like, what, me, me and all my friends? You know, I mean, Cedric's my guy. Steve Harvey's my guy. Dave Chappelle's my guy. Yes, happily. <laughs> you know, I can't think of a better uh, way to spend the day is sit around talking to the funniest people on earth about why they're so doggone funny. So um, it was a no-brainer. 
Uh, you know what's amazing to me? Just the names you mentioned there, Chappelle, Steve Harvey, I, and all of those guys. If you think about the the reach or, or the branches that they have themselves and how many people they help launch and everything, think about it as a starting point. And again, Fat Tuesdays is what we're talking about. It's a must-watch on Prime Video, uh, or Prime, uh, I, I should say, used to be Amazon Prime. Uh, but really, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that to me is uh, is is absolutely amazing. I mean, it's a starting point for uh, for what we know now and, and so much of what we know now. Uh, how much do you go into um, the, the careers of the others and, and do you look at it uh, like the, the, the tree of this, you know, and having different branches? Do you get into that at all or is that something for, for another day? No, absolutely. We, I mean, look. We had so much great stuff, so we tried to pack it all in. That's why we had to have three one-hours because it was so much great stuff. But, yeah, I mean, we tell the story of, you know, you know. first of all, everybody starts out on somebody's couch, right? Yeah. So, you know, you got, you know, uh, you know J.B. Smooth, who's, you know, sleeping on somebody's couch. He's riding a bike to get around town. You got people like Nick Cannon and Tiffany Haddish. They were too young to even get in the club. They're sneaking into the club trying to get on and get a set. So, you know, you've got all these different origin stories of people, you know, going, you know, starting from the bottom and now they're here. And, you know, those stories are so inspirational because they just had a dream. They didn't have a plan B and they just put it all on the red and won. Reginald, were there any surprises to you uh, that came out in in making this? You know, again, you 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 know, these are your guys. I mean, these are the people you grew up with, and you know, in the business, and uh, and you know, one might uh, you know jump to think, well, you, you knew all of this going in. I, I'm sure there had to be aha moments or, or light bulbs going off. I, anything stand out to you? As, as a, a real surprise, and you were taken aback um, in, in the research for this docuseries. Yeah, there was so many uh, amazing revelations there. I mean, <clears throat> first of all, to find out, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the number of non-black comedians who performed on, on, on Fat Tuesday. I mean, Fat Tuesday opened their door to anybody, you know. Like Lila, a lot of comedian, uh, a lot of comedy clubs are prejudiced against women. But he said, "No, no, we want funny women. Please come on in. If you were Asian, if you were Latin, if you were white, you were always welcome to come perform at the club." And they all did. And because a lot of folks were like, "You know what? I want to. I want to make every audience laugh. Oh, this is an all-black audience. Just would be the toughest audience. Let me in there. I gotta perform there." You know, so many. I used to own clubs and uh, you know rock clubs, and we, we did a uh, like an open mic night, you know, for for co uh, comedians, and people would come all around, and you know, even some well-known folks would come just to get stage time. I could just imagine the stories at something like Fat Tuesdays, um, it, you know, when this is, uh, it, you know, this is, a, this is a club, this is a situation that's happening, um, that's in, actually in a comedy club. I, I, the, I, the celebrity type folks uh, to come and try to work out their material. Is there anything like that that stands out to you? I mean, any, any famous... Well, yeah, I mean, with that, well, that was, you know, and that's how Fat Tuesdays was born, because, you know, the comedy store, which launched all these careers, would only really have one or two black comedians a night. You know, they would have, you know, my friend John Witherspoon, and, you know, they would have, 
um, Paul Mooney. Uh, and that's um, it. So there's all these superstars who are waiting to get stage time and couldn't get it. So they started going down the South Central to the Comedy Act Theater. And Robin Harris exploded at the Comedy Act Theater, and he became a superstar performing there. And he gave opportunities for Martin Lawrence and Joe Torre and all these other folks. But then there was a one-two punch that really killed that club. One, Robin Harris died of a heart attack, which was you know, heartbreaking for me because I had worked with him in House Party, and we were going to do a Bay-Bay's Kid movie, and I ended up doing a Bay-Bay's Kid animated movie in tribute to him. Uh, and then the L.A. riots happened after that. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, all of a sudden all the, all the bookers, all the managers, all the agents would not come down to South Central. So there needed to be a place on Sunset where everybody felt comfortable going. And that's when Guy went to the comedy store and, and asked for, you know, that night. You know, so he created an amazing opportunity which launched a zillion careers. I mean, for example... You know, the the, uh, the casting people for Fifth Element came there looking for black comics. And they were there to actually see Guy Torrey uh, at Fat Tuesdays. But then that night, Chris Tucker comes in and Guy, he asked Guy, hey, can I get on? And Guy, who's always looking for the greater good, says, sure, of course we want you to go on, Chris. Chris gets on that stage, annihilates it, boom, he gets the role in Fifth Element. Wow. 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 I, honestly, this is dynamite. These are these are the kind of stories I just I go out looking for, and uh, you know this is it, it's a must. Uh, look, we're going to be talking about this after you leave. We'll be promoting, um, but it's uh, it, it's just something that's a must watch. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's got to be it ha- had to be a labor of love to do this docu series. And congrats on this. Congrats on all your success. Uh, if you can. Please add anything that, that you want to touch on. And before you go, please give us the website or social media site that we should be following, uh, you, know, I, you know, just kind of to keep up on what's going on with this. And, by the way, it also sounds like uh, there's room for more, like uh, a part four, part, you know, a fourth hour, fifth hour, sixth hour. Let us know if that's in the works as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, you can always go to <clears throat> HuffmanEntertainment.com. If you want to follow what's going on at Fat Tuesday or any of my other projects, um, can't wait for folks to see it. You said it just right. Hanging out with the funniest people in the world, telling their stories, telling them, explaining the science of comedy, explaining uh, how, how you know their origin stories, was just the most fun. And these are all guys I've known for 20 years. I love them. It, it was just a love fest, and you'll see that on screen. And, you know, look, hopefully folks watch this show, love this show, and we're going to make some more. Uh, Reginald, uh, congrats on everything, not just this, but uh, everything that you've done. What a body of work you've put together. What a career you put together, and it's just getting better and better. Thrilled to have you here. Thank you very much for being here, Reginald. Thank you. Reginald Hudlin, everyone. Um, uh, Yeah, just a fantastic career. Oscar and Emmy-nominated producer. And director, um, really, I mean, it, it, you know, you, you heard what he said there. It's, uh, this is a must-watch. Anybody that's into entertainment, any anyone that's into comedy, uh, tremendous amount of talent coming there. You know, I love the the reference, uh, uh, the backdrop uh, to the uh, L.A. riots and, you know, you know big, big opportunity um, for the subjects here. And uh, terrific. Reginald. 
Hudlin uh, has been our very special guest. Check out Fat Tuesdays and Fat Tuesday. Uh, it, it just uh, it's premiering. Uh, it'll be premiering by the time you hear this, and on Prime Video. Uh, just absolutely terrific. It tells the story of all black comedy night at the Comedy Store in L.A. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs>